This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. Continuing the theme of last week's podcast, while God is uh, attributed with a number of questions in the Bible, God is also attributed with a good number of commands as well. In fact, the ancient rabbis boiled them down to some 613 commands or mitzvah. Now, one of those was later made very famous by Jesus of Nazareth when he said, love your neighbor as yourself. And unlike the command to go forth and multiply, love your neighbor is one we've had a really hard time with. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to argue that nearly all of the most inhumane acts we've ever committed as a species against one another started with the othering of those we don't like the way Cain othered Abel. Our collective human history on this planet is filled with examples. For example, in the last century alone, we've witnessed the othering. Ethnic cleansing has become the fashionably sanitized term for genocide. But the othering of the Muslims by Serbs in the Republic of Bosnia-Herzegovina, they killed 200,000 Muslims. The Tutsis were othered by the Hutu militia in Rwanda, where 800 thousand Tutsis were murdered. Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge killed two million Cambodians. Joseph Stalin and the Soviet Union have been attributed to kill seven million Ukrainians. The Nazis killed over six million Jews and the Turks have done away with 1.5 million Armenians all in the last century. Now maybe We're just wired in our DNA to behave like this, to find a reason to thin the herd so that the fittest can survive. But is this really human? Is this what we aspire to, descending into our most bestial instincts? And those of us sitting safely in the confines of North America are not immune from this disease. Consider the two prime examples from our own history. Our European ancestors othered the First Nations peoples when they came as savages so we could kill them and take their lands. And we othered the Africans so we could enslave them to work on our plantations and increase our profits. In a thought-provoking New York Times column, David Brooks Observe, we've created the myths of manifest destiny, American exceptionalism, and the American dream to defend this inhumane, patronizing, and predatory behavior. And it's time that we need a new big idea or myth to move us forward as a culture, to build a more just society for all. His suggestions are love your neighbor and the beloved community. Well, there's another form of othering that is prevalent in our culture that isn't necessarily murder, but it's just as toxic. And it's the othering that Democrats and Republicans do to each other, or the viewers of MSNBC and CNN do versus the Fox viewers, and the gays versus the straights, and the patriots versus the undocumented aliens, conservatives versus progressives, gender labeling and the othering goes on and on and on and on. Well, so for this reason, in the last few years, I really have disengaged from nearly all forms of media, electronic, print, and social. It seems to me that 
when they present what they call the truth, it's more akin to Plato's shadows on the cave wall, illusions masquerading as reality. And the media machine arms us all with sound bites and slogans so that real conversations for growth and learning are rare. We mostly now engage simply in monologues with witnesses. Now another harmful strategy of this othering is all the name-calling that goes with it. How successful has it been in the realm of public discourse to label people as racists or homophobes, aliens, scum, xenophobes, deplorables, misogynists, white supremacists? Has it fostered any deepened understanding? Or does it simply encourage the people labeled to become more defensive and entrenched in their position? And this labeling, here's the side effect that really bothers me. It keeps me from the very difficult task of doing the personal reflection to consider how I might be part of the problem. By focusing my intention to change all those uneducated idiots who disagree with my point of view is the sophisticated way that Cain continues to kill Abel. Othering allows us to behave in the most despicable manner to those not of our tribe. It relieves us of the responsibility that we too might be in error and need to change. But to what effect does all this othering really do? Does it really force anybody into submission? Is that winning? Well, maybe in the short term. But the hatred and resentment we push underground by this othering behavior will only have uh, deep, devastating repercussions for our descendants. Now, theologian Merslav Wolf again offers a much-needed wisdom to this painful, painfully important issue. While it would be silly and naive to simply expect we all just get along and have the same point of view on these incredibly complex societal issues that we all face, and, and given that we all have vastly different experiences and beliefs, what should we work towards? And Wolf says, how about living in harmony. How about honoring our differences while not excluding those who differ from us? And that's the tension. Learning to honor those who see things differently than we do without trying to convert them or patronize them or dehumanize them or exclude them without othering them. Well, once again, thanks so much for allowing me into your world and to be a part of your journey on this day. I really do deeply appreciate uh, the fact that you download these podcasts. And I would humbly ask if you're finding anything of value here that you would share uh, the Meditations for Misfits episodes with your friends and with your community. As a closing thought today, I thought I'd pull up something from the, the great Martin Luther King Jr., who was an expert at de-othering other people. And Dr. King said, Through our scientific and technological genius, we've made of this world a neighborhood, and yet we have not had the ethical commitment to make of it a brotherhood.
But somehow and in some way, we've got to do this. We must all learn to live together as brothers, or we will all perish together as fools. We're tied in the single garment of destiny, caught in an inescapable network of mutuality. And whatever affects one directly affects all, indirectly. For some strange reason, I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. This is the way of God's universe. This is the way it is structured.